Welcome to Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons. In today's episode, we had a little bit of a technical issue. You'll notice a slight blip about an hour and five minutes in. That's where the recording stopped working, and we didn't quite catch it soon enough, so we lost a little bit of the conversation. And since we don't really do double takes, second takes, whatever, you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> Hope you enjoy anyways. This session of ADHD contains graphic descriptions of violence, gore, or sexual themes. Listener discretion is advised. And as always, we hope you enjoy. Thank you, Craig. Now we're recording. Now recording. So, okay, so you guys made it home about a day after the thing. Mm-hmm. After your, your uh, finding of the two lockboxes. Mm-hmm. made it home and Beatrice di- went and did her little signal to alert her clients that she had completed the mission. You're- which meant so you had basically a day of chilling mm-hmm. and now it's the next day and you guys so it's been We'll say it's been about a day and a half since you got home. So it's been two and a half days since you did the heist because you sat in that basement for an entire day, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Beatrice is has shown you guys where the usual meetup is. So where we're going to be hiding. Yes. So it's up to you where you guys want to be placed, basically. Um, so this meeting happens on the southern side of the slums, southwest side. So actually pretty close to where the way you would have gone to get to the Dwarven territory before. And Beatrice has kind of, she shows you this alleyway where she usually meets them. And she mm-hmm. tells you and Nort, uh, you guys can pick a location and just keep an eye out. Uh, they are always here sharply at three o'clock. So as long as you stake out enough in advance, I don't know if they like come early or whatever, but I'm always here a few minutes before them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have the chance to kind of just get a little lay of the land, decide if you want to try to find like a spot high up to hide from them or what you want to do. Mm, that's what I thought, but I was like, if we're going to follow them, that might not be the best idea. Nort suggests that maybe one of you, hi- like, he could hide up on a rooftop mm-hmm. and keep an eye, and then maybe you could stay low, and when they, and you guys don't have to be close for the meeting to hear what they say, but you could, that way you could kind of keep an eye on them. When they walk off, you could start following them. Mm, but Nort's okay. up above for, and I mean, the slums are pretty close together. He might be able to follow them at least a little ways from the mm-hmm. rooftops before having to climb down and follow but yeah. not by foot. So you, you said it was happening in an alleyway? Yeah, uh, there's a little... It's just off some abandoned buildings. There's a little alleyway between two of them. A slight overhang, so if it mm. starts to rain they're covered and it's just kind of hidden from most view yeah and there's not there's not like a busy street yeah this this area is pretty close to the entrance to the city so there's like people coming on the main road but nobody really enters the slums here and the slums are very very empty in this area 
Okay. Are there any, like, doors that are open that I could... I'm going to try to think. No, there's not really never any, like, windows in alleyways. So I can't, like, watch from the inside of an, in, an abandoned building? I would say you could. There's probably, like, a small window from one of the buildings that you could possibly peek through and keep an eye on things. Um... It doesn't have any glass because this is an abandoned building and the window mm-hmm. is in, so you could possibly hear what's said. Mm-hmm. Um, you would be about 40 to 50 feet away, so you'd be about... The the only window is about 40 feet away from where Beatrice usually stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says she could move a little bit closer to it, but not a lot without them probably being a little bit su- suspicious because at that point she would get out from under the overhang where they always meet. So mm-hmm. what about the, um, so like where they would end up exiting, is there like a, like maybe a doorway that I could kind of stand in and wait for them to pass that I would be out of view or I don't know yeah, if that the, made any sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. I would, um, in the alleyway, there isn't a doorway, but like she points which side they always walk in from, and then walk mm-hmm. out from the same side. And you know, you could get to the str- you could be on that street watching the alleyway, yeah, and just wait for them to come out, and they probably wouldn't notice you. Okay, yeah, let's do that then. That way, okay, okay. It's an overcast day. It's a little bit dark. Uh, you set up kind of in this doorway. The door is like half hanging on its hinges so it's not very it's obviously not very sturdy and you could probably mm-hmm. slip inside without even opening the door if you really needed to Nort posts up on the rooftop actually of the building just a little bit down the road from you he can actually kind of see into the alleyway a little bit and you can see in the alleyway a little bit but both from different angles mm-hmm. and you guys post up around we'll say right around one o'clock so you're there a couple hours early you get posted you you find your spots and then it's just a waiting game mm-hmm. um i'm i want you to roll a stealth roll for me you sure 24 oh that's so low um <laughs> <laughs> i just texted brett asking if he could in any way send me uh nort's character sheet he made for him yeah, because uh, I don't have any stats of his stats, oh, so I'm just making yeah. it. Um, you have just kind of hidden yourself in the shadows here. A few people kind of wander by in the two hours, but none of them notice you. And then you see two people with cloaks over their heads start coming down the street, and they almost walk by the alleyway. Mm-hmm. They take a step or two past it glance around you can't make out their faces um make a perception roll for me okay 12 so 16 okay yeah you you can't make out their faces um you see their cloaks they seem to be well made and you notice as they stop look around and then turn into the alleyway that one of them has a lizard like tail poking out the back of their cloak a little bit so they walk into the alleyway, and you can't hear anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It'd be pretty uh, crazy if I could. 
Yeah, uh, Haas, just, you just stand there for a while while something <laughs> happens off screen. Uh, <laughs> Cue elevator music. Yeah, it's just... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> About, yes, six or seven minutes go by, and it's just kind of quiet, and nothing's happening. And then the two figures step out of the alleyway. Um, you don't see the lockboxes on them, but their arms are under the cloaks, and I... I would say you probably just assume they have both lockboxes. Yeah. They glance around again and then turn and start walking the way they came from. They're, they pass where you are. They're glancing around a lot. They seem to be a little bit paranoid, a little bit suspicious, but they don't seem to notice anything happening. And they just keep walking. Okay. Sorry, hold on. Uh, trying to figure out what's a good distance to like tail someone but i don't really know so we'll just say like there's there's not a lot of people so if you all of a sudden just appeared on the street yeah. it would probably be easily noticed a hundred feet isn't a bad distance because it's far That's enough thinking yeah yeah it, it's far enough that if they see you behind them they might not immediately assume you just started following them you could mm -hmm. be anybody okay um, yeah so, yeah, they make it to about 100 feet, which this is a pretty long, straight street, and they seem to be going pretty straight for now, heading west. And as you leave your little doorway, you also happen to catch sight of Nort, a little bit ahead of you, jumping from rooftop to rooftop. <laughs> He's got a small dagger in his hand. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that fucking dagger. <laughs> that fucking dagger. I was de debating earlier how I wanted to do this because just having you do a bunch of stealth checks like periodically seems a little bit. Um, <laughs> so you rolled a really good stealth check for the start, just hiding in there. So I'm going to let that one roll. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to do kind of markers as they go. Uh, okay. So, so you guys head west and. You follow them after about 100 paces, and they just keep heading straight west. Uh, Are they heading? They're heading like, to out of the slums. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, so from your experience, uh, uh, people, you've tailed a good number of targets through your days, and if someone is suspicious, they don't usually head in a straight line. They would make turns, they would try mm -hmm. to lose you, and these two, like, they're glancing around, but they have not, like, seemed... They don't seem to They haven't clocked like, me. <laughs> yeah, they haven't clocked you, and they don't, they don't seem to think anything's gonna happen. Like, maybe they're just used to not being followed. Gotcha, yeah. So, you guys... So, they... They, do, they end up making one or two turns, but it's just because the street ends, and then they have to make their way around a tower. <laughs> yeah. And they enter the the main fairway. Fairway is that right? Fairway, fairway. I just need mm. to go with it. The main fairway into the city. They mm. pass the towers on the west side of the slums. They pass the ginormous statues of humans, victors, and fucking yeah. gaudy shit. Um, <laughs> what time of day is this again? It's it's about three in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's overcast. There's no rain, but so you've now hit the edge of the slums. You can actually watch them make the about 300 foot walk across the main fairway that's just open. Mm -hmm. 
how do you want to go about following them across this big open area? There's a bit more <laughs> traffic. People are entering and leaving the city through here. Um, Nort has at this point had to drop from the rooftops and is he's not standing next to you. He's about 40 to 50 feet north of you standing mm. in the shadow of a tower. And he's kind of yeah. watching to see you make your move. Okay. It's going to be a lot easier for him, right? Because he's human. Yeah, he doesn't need to have a cloak or doesn't need to have to hot, like, didn't need to <laughs> use his tail as a belt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, so I was already cloaked up to begin mm-hmm. with. That was already my plan. So I feel like uh, just kind of bobbing and weaving through the crowd well going through whatever traffic there is kind of like not in a straight line just like following a little like following the flow of of whatever traffic there is a little bit as i make my way through okay just to kind of blend in a little bit okay make a stealth roll 16 i got an eight but my stealth is plus eight so yeah so you Wait until an opportune moment. You can still spot them right on the far end of this this open fairway. And a wagon kind of goes by slowly heading south out of the city. And you kind of shadow along that. And you walk kind of between a few people who are just casually walking north into the city. And you kind of uh, leapfrog your way between these groups of people looking trying to look very casual so you're not like just looking suspicious as you walk through this open street (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and you're you're taking like slower steps when you need to and you kind of speed up a little bit when you have the chance so like when it's like open you you take just kind of normal regular steps but as soon Mm -hmm. as you get near a group you kind of speed up behind them yeah so that way it's not as noticeable but you're making good speed um you make it all the way to the west side of this and enter the the urban sector of the town. Mm-hmm. Make a perception roll. I rolled a five, so I got a nine. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Um, yeah, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> uh, you go past the towers, entering the dwarven uh, the dwarven sector. Uh, you you don't see your target. You don't oh, okay. see the. The two people walking, you you enter the dwarven sector and it's open street. There's a good bit of traffic, mm. people walking forth, and you don't spot them right away. You know this is the way they would have entered, but you're not quite sure where they went. Love that. Is Nort and nearby? Yeah, I'll I'll say you you see Nort is entering just a, like a few paces behind you now. He kind of tried to trail you going across the way, even though he didn't need to be as stealthy as you. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he was able to walk faster, being too suspicious, and caught up to you as you entered. And he's looking around, and he goes, uh, do you see him? No, nah, I lost him. Shit. Ah, uh, what do you want to do? Um, I guess, how is this part of the city set up? Uh, they're, they're stone houses pretty closely packed together, mm-hmm. um, not leaving a lot of space between them. The streets are, they kind of, 
curve a little bit, so they're not completely straight. They kind of wind their way through with a couple mm. crossways here and there. I'd say you get, you'd walk about seven or eight houses, and then there'd be a road going. Like, let's say you're work, walking your way west, and there'd be a road going south, north to south, mm-hmm. that you would cross every seven to ten houses, depending on the just the size of the houses. Got you. So, like, no alleyways, then? Yeah, not really built with alleyways. Um, mm. Nowhere really closed off that you could, you could sneak through. Damn. Uh... There's a few... I would say between a few of the houses where they're they're tightly packed, but there's like there is like kind of an alley, but it's not an alley. It's uh mm-hmm. it's fenced off and it looks like it just goes to the back area of these houses. Yeah. So you you could go th- you could possibly jump the fence or see if it's locked or whatever, but you don't know if it would but, actually yeah. take you to a street or what it would do. Well, I guess there's really no other option than to just kind of start walking and searching for them (laughs) let's do it fuck yeah thank you brett looking at nort's page Mm. right now oh man his stats are shit um (laughs) (laughs) his dexterity is only a plus two um you make your way into the dwarven sector and nort kind of breaks off from you a little bit he he steps about a few paces like to your side and then kind of slows down as you make your way. And he's looking all around and glancing around, but he purposely walks slower than you. So he falls behind. Mm -hmm. Um, You make your way West and you make, we'll say a few blocks. Uh, We'll just do, do another perception roll. Come on, baby. That's a 15. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like sitting here like, okay, she might have lost them and it's done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> that would be. Uh, it'd be pretty bad. Oh, we're going to tail these people and find out where they went. Oh, we lost them. Worst fucking. Oh my they God. weren't even trying to be sneaky. You guys are just being too careful. <laughs> yep. Okay, so you kind of turn, you go past another one of these dwarven squares Dwarven blocks, that's what it is. Um, (laughs) And you look kind of to your left and to your right as you go through the intersection. And as you look south... Yeah, we'll go south. Um, (laughs) Making up my mind as I said, speak. As you look south, you happen to see two figures with cloaks making their way southward. Okay. Do you signal Nort? Uh, Yes. He's like a little bit behind me right so yeah i would at this point he's about 40 to 50 feet back so he can keep an eye on you and still look around mm-hmm. okay yeah so yeah i'll signal him okay. and then let's make another stealth roll sure uh that will be a 21 so you follow them probably about 50 or 60 yards back. There's a there's more traffic here. It's a lot more windy, so you can kind of get up close. They'll walk around a corner, and then you kind of just fall, get up right behind them, look around the corner, and then follow them some more. Mm-hmm. And then you finally spot them, kind of slow down, and they kind of glance around again real quick, but they don't spot you. And mm-hmm. Nort's not technically following them. He's He's tailing you. So he's not noticeable to them either. 
Mm-hmm. And they turn toward a small dwarven home. It's not any different than any other the other houses you've wandered by at this point. There's mm-hmm. two stories, and it looks like a little basement entrance off to the side that goes down. Yeah. Um, you know, like you're going to the bar at Cheers. Um, <laughs> they go up to the front door, go up a small flight of steps, and without knocking or anything, just slip a key into the, the door and enter the house. Okay. Is there, like, a, a fenced-in area for, like, around the back? Yeah, you can see off to the one side, there's, like, a fence between the two houses, this one and the one next mm-hmm. to it. Is there a door to the fence? Yeah, it's... um trying to think of the best way to describe it. Think old Victorian metal, like, gate. Mm, okay. So it's just, it's like a, it's just a, the fence isn't a fence, it's a door. It's literally just a, a metal door. Mm, okay, yeah. That you could see through, and you could technically leap over, or like climb over if you needed to. There's like kind of an archway above it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's a little more, it's more for decoration than actual home security. Okay. Uh, can I go up to that door and see if it's open? Yeah. Um, you walk up to it and you put your hand on the gate and it just kind of swings open a little squeaky, but not anything bad. Okay. I'm going to like walk in uh, non suspiciously, (laughs) like act like this is a normal everyday thing. (laughs) Very casually open up the gate, step in and walk. Uh, you walk (laughs) through this little pathway between the homes Mm -hmm. and behind it is a like an open garden area it connects all the houses on this side of the block oh wow so it's so it's almost like all all these blocks have these dwarven homes that are tight around but then the ones from all the these streets it just forms a square with a garden in the center and you see a few elderly dwarven women kind of like wandering around pruning rose bushes and just sitting and having tea and things like that. <laughs> um, the house you're, that you just watched your pair walk into uh, has like a, a back little patio off of its its back door that just has a small little metal table and at that metal table is lit- is actually a elderly woman just sitting there having a cup of tea and just okay. reading through a book hasn't noticed me yet has not noticed you yet okay is the is there a window or a door to the or is the door to the basement in between us the Door to the basement is in the front of the house. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Is there a window in between us then? <laughs> no, it, it's it's like you walked around the corner of this house and there is just like a hedge and this lady is sitting on a patio. Gotcha. So there's, so there's not really anything in between you and her. She's not really glancing up and looking at you. Um, She is just kind of sipping a tea and reading from a small... Looks like a notebook, actually. And 
like from where you are to get into this house, you would have to walk right by her and go through that door. <laughs> I'm very much thinking like close together houses in London with very little access in to it, except for the front door and the back door type thing. Mm, okay. Well, I back up a little bit just to make sure that I'm not in her view. And I look over to Nort and I'm like, well, you seem to be in a little bit of a rut. Mm, do you have any idea of how we can get in? He kind of glances around and goes, well, we could wait till it's night and try to sneak in then. Or we could, I don't know, maybe just... Uh, go back to the front and go into the basement if we think that's the best way. Wouldn't they be seen from the road, though? I mean, people passing by might see us, but if we do it quickly enough, it might not be noticed. I don't know if getting into the house is the best idea, depending on who these people are. Mm -hmm. What do we want to achieve from this? Do we want to <laughs> steal a lockbox back, or do we mm -hmm. want to just I mean, we know where they no. live now. Yeah, yeah. I just want to investigate. I want to know who these people are and maybe what they're doing with the that crystal. Yeah, we could. I mean, this is one of those areas where it looks like they, I think they rent out homes. So we could possibly figure out, like, find out who owns this house and, you know, that type of thing. Like, find out from them who might be renting it or something. Okay. I feel like you would have to do the talking for that, though. <laughs> I don't even know. Who, who would we talk to? Do you want me to, like, knock on the door? Or do you think we should find, like, a a, a, a realtor agency? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. Like, if we do ask someone that's, like, the landlord or whatever. What I mean is uh, Norse humans, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Well, this is also the dwarven sector, so uh, maybe we should ask Temper if he has any idea about this type of stuff. Do mm. you think he might have some connections? Mm, it's possible. I mean, if these people are criminals, he might know them. But well, if they're renting a place like this, I don't think they're small-time criminals. Yeah. All right. Let's. Um... So would there be like a little bit of a half wall like how it is in that picture? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's let's go see if we can snoop a little bit in the basement. Okay. He kind of leads you back toward the front of the house and he glances around and then quickly goes down the steps. Uh, down down the steps of the basement? Yeah, down to the steps of the basement. Oh, okay. So we didn't have to like pick the lock or anything cool. <laughs> Well, the, the, you go down the steps, and then you get to the door at the bottom of the steps. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so I was just, as I was just getting to, uh, <laughs> uh, Nort, Nort, Nort pulls out his little uh, dagger <laughs> and, <laughs> and starts uh, trying to pick the lock for this door. <laughs> I'm going to rest my hand on his shoulder and when he looks at me hold up the uh lock pick tools yeah he uh he uh <laughs> he's like he's fiddling with this with his dagger and like his dagger slips and almost slices his hand and then you put your hand on his shoulder and he looks at you and sees lock pick tools and his face kind of just 
goes crestfallen and he his <laughs> shoulders sag a little bit and he goes, All right. And he steps back <laughs> and starts kinda he he like peeks his head up above the 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 ground level just to see if anybody's around as you <laughs> as you roll sleight of hand to see if you can pick these locks. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay I got thirteen, so that is nineteen. Yeah, it's a pretty easy lock. Um and you just yeah, you pop it open and walk into the basement. It's dark down here. Um, you can't. Uh, you have dark vision. Um, so you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say you don't see like anything, and then I'm like, wait a minute, you you probably would see something. Um, Nort wouldn't though. <laughs> yeah, Nort Nort like stands behind you, like peeking into the basement, but he's like squinting his eyes and goes, I, "What's down here? What? I I don't want to <laughs> light a lantern." Yeah. And you're looking around like, oh yeah, oh okay, this is yeah. There's there. It's a very typical basement. It's uh, stone walls. It has some shelves with canned goods and some items. Mm-hmm. Just it's, it's like a pantry basement. It's food and items and other stuff just for the house. There's nothing, mm-hmm. nothing crazy magical down here. <laughs> okay, is the does the floor? Like not the floor of the basement, the floor for the actual house. Does it happen to be one of those floorings? Like, um, I'm picturing like uh, you ever watch shit? What was it? Because I'm thinking of two separate movies right now. <laughs> it might have been The Village. You know when they hide underneath the floorboards and you can kind of hear, like, like because people. yeah, you can hear everyone there. Like, <laughs> is it like that? The the like so like the ceiling of the basement looks to be very sturdy wood and you really okay. can't um I mean this these are dwarven built homes. These aren't the slums. These are all mm. they're definitely all built off of the same like uh blueprints. Like they just mass produce these dwarven homes, but they're still made from stone and built well because they are dwarven. Mm-hmm. So Okay. And this house is in good shape so the it's like hardwood floors that are thick and you're not going to see any cracks or anything coming from upstairs um (laughs) you you do hear footprints footsteps not footprints (laughs) um you do hear footsteps making their way to the back of the house and Mm. like you hear a door open and shut loudly and but that's all you hear um Probably should have so, stayed up, upstairs and just kind of listened in. Maybe they're talking to that old lady. <laughs> Nort's still standing at the entrance to this because he really can't see. Um. <laughs> and there's like no boxes or anything down here that might have anything, right? Just kind of. Well, you, can do an, you could do an inv- investigation and we could just see. Okay. All right. Let me do this. My investigation is absolute shit. So yeah. hopefully. <laughs> I know. Ooh, okay, I got a 12, so 15. That's still not great, but... Yeah, you yeah, you don't find much of anything. You could, if you wanted to, you could pocket some canned goods. You could probably... You could pocket food items, basically. It's like if you're looting a house in Skyrim or Fallout, where you're just <laughs> yeah. picking up all the food off of all the tables just for the heck of it. Because each yeah. one will give you one HP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's okay. As, as you're fighting a dragon, you're just eating 
a hundred pieces of bread to try to get your HP back. All the cheese. All the, All the cheese, cheese rolls. <laughs> um no oh, yes. all right yeah no i'll leave i'll leave all that i think we'll just like i'll tell more real quick that i'm gonna head upstairs really quick and kind of hug the wall at the side of the house and not really turn the corner maybe see if i can hear anything really quick okay he he nods and he lets you out of the basement he shuts the door and pushes the lock back together so that way it 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 locks itself um <laughs> and and then he lets you lead the way, trying to look casual as you both walk up the steps from the basement. So you're going to make your way back down the little the little side path between the houses and see if you can listen in on the back yeah. patio? Okay. Yeah, if, there's a, if there is a way to kind of do that in a stealthy... I figure, like, if, if we hug the wall and don't yeah, you, go too far, we could probably hear something. Yeah, where she was sitting was only a few feet from the corner of this house, or from the corner where you you walked around into the garden area. Mm-hmm. So you, if if anything's happening back there, you'd be able to hear it from that corner. Um, okay. Just make for me a stealth roll. Seventeen. So that is uh, twenty-five. Okay. Nort lets you walk down that little pathway, and he stays toward the front of the house. He actually uh, moves a little bit away from the the gate, so that way he's not looking suspiciously standing there. He shuts Mm -hmm. it and kind of moves out into the street and kind of just casually leans against like a lamppost or something while you go down this alleyway. That Mm -hmm. way he's not involved at all. He doesn't (laughs) want to run into any pianos. Um, Which is just going to be the... It's going to be the metaphor for fucking up a stealth roll. Uh, (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, so you stand at this corner and you start to listen in and you hear the voices aren't speaking super loudly. They're kind of at normal tone and it just uh, you hear uh, trying to decide if I'm going to do any voices. Nah, um, (laughs) (laughs) you hear a person, one of the people speaking up and saying they uh, they gave us two lockboxes that they found, but only one of them has what we're looking for. And you hear the next voice that sounds suspiciously the exact same. (laughs) Go, well, at least we're looking for. uh, Could what's in the second lockbox? And the first voice goes, just a couple weird magic items and some jewels. I mean, they're worth money, but you know, they're not what we want. And the, the first voice goes, maybe offer them as a bonus to this bee tree and her little gang of thieves for the next job. And you hear the second voice kind of go grunts and goes, all right, I, I guess that will work. So we're going to go ahead with the plans. You really want to attempt this job? You want to trust these street rats with something this important? They've done so far. I think we can trust them to, well, if they fuck it up, as you like to put it, then all we've lost is a couple street rats, and it shouldn't be too big of a deal. So yes, go ahead with the plan. 
let this B-tree know we have a third job. And then you, you actually hear the sound of a lockbox being shut and the lock being put back on. And then you hear the door open to the back of the house and it's behind them. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of quiet as you hear a, of a book move and then maybe a little bit of a, a, a quill writing against that book. Mm-hmm. Is there... Mm, I was going to... I was going to peek but i feel like it's all good um i'll go i'll go to nor and tell them what i heard yeah so you you walk your way back to the front of the house creeping along mm-hmm. making sure to duck under any windows and you find nort having a casual conversation with a street vendor dwarf female uh i mean <laughs> She's trying to t- sell him like a spiced roll. She's got a little basket of like rolls in it, and she's trying to offer him one. He's trying to kind of shrug her off while. <laughs> it helped that my my hydra volume was like was fairly loud, so when it started playing, it was just like oh. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. Okay, so, so um, a dwarf, <laughs> a dwarf is trying to. Yeah, a, a young, a young girl, dwarf is trying to sell rolls to Nort, and she's like saying, as you come walking up to them, she's like saying, "Well, a, a handsome lad like you should definitely uh, put some meat on those bones. I mean, you're just looking very skinny, and these rolls are just perfect for that." <laughs> and he's like, "I, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, but you're trying to get me to part with a gold piece for a roll. I mean, what fucking robbery is that?" And then she sees you walking up. Oh, would you like a roll? <laughs> She's not gonna be shocked by my appearance. I'm assuming she hasn't noticed quite yet because you have the hood pulled over your head and true, true. your tail's hidden. So unless you like literally like get right up on her or reveal your face, she probably hasn't noticed that you're not just a norm another human like Nord is. Okay. So um I'll keep my distance and I'll just like put my hand up and shake my head, no thank you. She kind of sighs and then looks at Nord. <sighs> looks back at you and seems to think better of continuing to try to bully Nort into buying something <laughs> now that he has backup and she <laughs> starts making her way down the street and Nort kind of like flubs and sighs against the street lamp. She's been out here since I walked out here. That whole time you were back there, she's literally been trying to get me to buy a roll. I almost bought like five, except for they're fucking, she's trying to sell me them for one gold piece. She seemed to to have the hots for you. I'm telling Petri. He he like sharply glances at you and and hesitates and goes. Petri wouldn't care. It's I'm. It's she doesn't care. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> sure, sure. So you tell Nort what you heard, mm-hmm. and and he kind of just shrugs like, okay, so they're just people wanting us to do a job. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I mean, I am a street rat, so I, I don't see why you think that's insulting. Um, <laughs> just who I am. Uh, 
And then he, he like wiggles his nose and like scratches at his face as if he was like a rat petting his whiskers. Um, <laughs> as my rat literally does that. So uh, I'll be like, um, the way they sounded when talking about job that they want us to do seems like it might have something to do with the crystal or whatever they want to do with the crystal. You think they're going to try to get us to use it? Mm, I'm not sure. I mean, what else could you possibly do with it? I feel like there's really not much else you would even try to do anything with it for, so... Yeah, I mean, if they'd got two already, if that was what was in the first lockbox, then maybe they're thinking if they get a bunch of them together, they can actually open a portal again and Mm -hmm. make it to another realm. Uh, well, and he got, he he glances around and he looks at the house and he goes, "Do you want to kind of uh head back to where it's safe? <laughs> yeah, not discuss probably, this on the street. <laughs> that's probably a good idea. Maybe we don't even have their names or anything. Well, we know there's three of them. If one of them is that, um, if one of them is the elderly lady, then maybe we may- can ask Temper if he knows any anybody on this side." that i don't know i saw i saw like a lizard tail <laughs> maybe that'll help probably not but i mean oh, one of them had a tail yeah yeah i saw it while we were while we were looking for them oh, I, when i, I saw didn't them notice- again i saw it i didn't even notice that i was i was too freaking busy looking at the skin of the one not to be sound you know but not to judge based uh, fuck to judge on skin color, and he kind of glances at you. Uh, <laughs> but they were they were they were blue. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I couldn't really get a good glimpse, but they definitely had like a bluish tinge to their skin. All right, I feel like that might be enough information. We got an old lady, a lizard, and a blue boy. So an old lady, <laughs> a lizard, and a blue boy enter a bar. Uh, you guys start making your way back to the slums, and he tells you a joke about you know a a, a lizard, bo- a lizard, a blue boy, and an old lady. Uh, <laughs> you make it back to the slums easily enough. There's not anybody looking for you, and they kind of just you know you kind of just walk your way through there. You're accompanied by Nort, who is very obviously a human, and even if you have your hood up, most people aren't going to look at you twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. You get back in the slums, and he kind of walks with you till tempers, and then he he goes, uh, Beatrice's gonna meet us at the bar tonight. Uh, I'm gonna head there now, just because uh, I am jonesing for some alcohol, and then he walks off. <laughs> <laughs> As he walks off, he pulls out his dagger and is kind of like flipping it between his fingers and mm-hmm. playing with it a little bit. Uh, so you're going to be meet the group at the bar that night. It'll probably, I don't know if it'll be the whole group, but it'll be some of them. <laughs> yeah. A few of these random people. Um, do you go in to talk to Temper? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What's, what time of day is it? Is it like evening now or? At this point, it's about, it's about dinner time, I would say. Okay. All right, cool. All, all the, 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 the tracking and then making your way 
back to the slums and hiding around and stuff, I think yeah, it, it makes sense for it to be dinner yes, time. So we'll Temper is actually, yeah, you see him actually cleaning up from hammering some things. Um, mm-hmm. I'll I'll help him and poke and prod. <laughs> he grunts as you come in, and and I write notes on this page. Um, <laughs> you guys set up for dinner. Um, Temper actually has already cooked up kind of a a, a, a a nice steak meal for the two of you. He's got some bread that looks like it was freshly cooked and he probably got from a bakery nearby. Oh, yeah. Um, and a few, what's the, a few legumes, tubers, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like green beans. We'll just say the green beans. Mm. And he's got those, he grilled those up with the steaks. Yeah, you guys sit down to have a nice little meal. I would say this is... Not a, a regular thing. Temper does cook some, but he doesn't usually grill out a nice dinner like this. He usually grills like some chicken and that's mm-hmm. about it. Okay. So while we're eating, I you know, I think I think him for cooking and then I'm like, so do you happen to know anyone on the other side of the city where the dwarves live? You mean where I grew up and like my family lives and where all my people live. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know anybody over there. <laughs> How about um a lizard man and a blue skin man that associates with an older woman? What, there's like a million people in this city and you think I'm gonna know one lizard man? <laughs> God, Haas. <laughs> I am a simple blacksmith. Running a simple business. <laughs> he takes a bite of a steak and looks at you, just stares at you dead in the face as he slowly chews this piece of steak. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I don't... I've met one or two lizard people in my time, but I don't know of any that are living in this town right now. And as far as blue-skinned, I mean, are you talking... Elves? Are you talking Asimar? Are you talking, uh, I don't know, a Genasi? There's a bunch of different blue skinned races. <laughs> I don't know. Nort didn't really get a good look, but you know, I was figuring maybe something would have jogged your memory if, if uh, those three people walked were... into a bar. Yeah. He, I don't know anybody like that. Um, why are you wondering? Does well, this have to do with your jobs lately? Yeah. Um, the last job that we had, um, one of those lockboxes had a uh, the same crystal that um, that's in my room. And I think they have also another one. And it sounded like they are planning to do something um, which I assume is probably try to use them. So I was trying to figure out who these people were. You're talking the portal stone that you told me about. Correct. Um, did you notice anything else about these people? Mm, not, not really. Can, you did. Yeah, not that, yeah. not that I can think of. <laughs> I was trying to go through really quick. I'm like, eh, no. Yeah, I... Your perception roll on them wasn't that high. You noticed one yeah. was a lizard person, but that was about it. Um, <laughs> you noticed they had some nice cloaks, but nothing really telling about them. Um, mm-hmm. He 
dips his bread in some of the juices from the steak and tears it off, tears a piece off and chews it slowly, looking contemplative, and goes, uh, well, I don't know, but I can, I guess I can ask around some of my contacts if you really want to find out. What section of town were they in? It was the south, right? Uh, southwest, yeah. Southwest? Yep, the dwarven sector. But okay, yeah. Yeah. I would say they're probably... They're close to the... The temple district of the dwarven sector. Okay. So then I will relay that to him. <laughs> <laughs> temple sector. <laughs> he goes, ah, the, the, the rented homes. Um... <laughs> yeah, those are generally rented to long-term stays or even people visiting from out of town, mm. like their families and stuff. But if there's non-dwarves renting the house, that will be a little bit easier to find. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll ask around. Uh, give me that a would, day or two. That would be great. Thank you. He nods and just goes back to eating. And he goes... I know you like your steaks a lot more rare than this, but <laughs> since I'm not some demonic monster, I figured this would be well enough. It's all right, old man. Oh, I forgot to mention, Caden was by earlier asking about you. Uh, he said he would stop by again later this week. But uh, Did he say what he was looking for? No, just asked... Where you were, I told him, you weren't here, and he said, okay. Did you want me to, like, get a whole fucking message from him, or? Not necessary. Yeah, because I'm not a messenger, messenger business. I am a smith. All right, Dad, I know. He grunts. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you finish up dinner, and he doesn't have much else to say. He kind of just grunts at you if you say anything to him. Uh, <laughs> All right. And goes cleaning up and goes, uh, I've got a few jobs I gotta get done tonight. Uh, I'm assuming you have to go meet with your little band of thieves. Of course. Man, I remember when I used to have help around here. <laughs> anyway, <geez. laughs> he starts walking back toward this, the forge. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself, old man. He, like, grabs his side and goes, oh, too late for that, stretches, and then just walks around into the into his forge. Mm -hmm. A few moments later, you hear the sound of the bellows being, I don't know, bellowed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so descriptive. Yeah, it's even better because I have a fucking page open to blacksmithing lingo. So you you head to the bar where you're meeting up with whoever happens to be there. Mm -hmm. Um you enter the bar and Beatrice is sitting at a table with Norit and kind of just eating some fish and chips, which is what it's called, but you know that there's no actual fish in the city, so it's probably rat. Um <laughs> and 
the normal the owner is not there at the moment, but Divi is standing behind the bar, looking a little bit a little bit overly chipper at the moment. You said Divi. She, yeah, she's okay. <laughs> she, she's actually being allowed to work as a bartender for the night, and so she's of course a little bit too high energy. Oh, I I want to give Divi a high five on the way to the table. She definitely high fives you back and goes and crosses her her fingers and goes. Hope tonight goes well. <laughs> I believe in you, bud. You make your way to the table, and Beatrice looks at you and goes, "Uh, you just missed Caden. He was here about a half hour ago." Damn, Nort. I seem to be missing him a lot today. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, he just asked. Uh, he, did, I mean, he didn't really say much. He just came in and asked what we had found out. Nort gave him the rundown and then left. So, uh, and Nort was just filling me in what you found. So, uh, do we think they're gonna like try to betray us, or do we just think they're they just think we're expendable? Yeah, I would assume that they probably think we're expendable. Um, I asked Temper but, if he happens to know anyone with their descriptions. He said to give him a couple of days, so I. As soon as he lets me know, I'll let you guys know. Okay. Well, if what Nort has to say is true, then, uh, uh well, we have a third job. Well, that's money for us, babe. <laughs> ah. She kind of bounces, uh, and then she pulls out of her pocket a, uh, like a a, ba- a small coin bag and tosses it to you and says, "I, since you guys followed them." I didn't get to give this to you then, but this is the payment. That's a hundred gold pieces for each of us. So Caden and I already gave everybody else theirs. Oh hell so yeah! You, yeah, so there's a hundred gold pieces for you. And Thanks. oh, and Nort said that you 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 heard them say that they would possibly offer us those jewels that were in the second lockbox as like bonus. Oh <laughs> man! Oh yeah, this is some good stuff. I'm already excited for this job. I hope they don't wait too long. She like rubs her hands together and kind of cackles a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nort kind of glances and goes, "Have you already been drinking tonight before you even got here, or are you just doing some drugs?" <laughs> she punches him real quick and goes, "Nope, just high on life, babe." <laughs> why? Why do you keep saying "babe"? Where the fuck does that come from? She shrugs. Um. Well. I'll I'll let you decide what we do. We can either move on with the story itself and move through move forward in time mm-hmm. or if you want to like take it a little bit slower, have a nice casual time, maybe discuss some things with people. I I guess it's it's that part of the game where you can either do a bunch of little side quests if you really want to or you can just do the main campaign and say screw the side quests. I guess we could take it slow, I guess. What else there is? Yeah, you have you have your normal possible interactions with your random allies. Mm-hmm. Um your your companions that you can have follow you. I've been playing yeah. a lot of Fallout 4, so most of my references are going to be Fallout 4 Skyrim based. Um <laughs> <laughs> You have you have Temper who is going to try to find some information for you. It will take a day or two. Yeah, you have Beachy, who at some point in the near future will be in contact again with these clients to mm-hmm. be offered the third job that you now have a heads up on. 
Yeah. Um, you did a little bit of... You, you had your whole little find out what this crystal was and find out about it. But that's basically it. And it seems like it's kind of a dead end unless you can figure out why these these clients want these crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, it's up to you what you want to do at this moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's go find Caden. See okay. what he's doing. Yeah, let's say you hang out at the bar for a while. Mm-hmm. It gets a little bit late, so you head back to Tempers. You kind of you look around for for Caden. You kind of ask Beatrice and Nort where he might be hanging out. Uh, mm-hmm. You see if Temper has any information about like a job he's on, but you don't really find him anywhere. Um, you go about your normal day to day stuff with like helping Temper in the shop in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably bug him a little bit about whether or not he's gotten a hold of his clients, and he <laughs> he says, "I sent a message today. You can wait a little bit of time. It is not going to kill you. And if it does, then I won't have to worry about it." Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would say a couple of days go by, and you like have kind of pushed around like Beatrice, Nort, Divi, Vel. And, like, nobody really knows what happened to Caden. Beatry looks at you, like, on the second day, and it's like, he is probably working a job, and we probably won't see him for, like, a month because he's on some stupid mercenary shit or something. And, and so, fuck off. <laughs> Damn, um, all right. <laughs> all I know is he was looking for me first, so. Well, and now he's not around. Maybe he was trying to, like, confess his love for you or something and then but was leaving the next day to join the army i don't know i mean the guy fucking is an enigma sometimes he he's here he does jobs he works with temper and then he just disappears for weeks or months on random jobs i mean what was that one right before we did this one where he was like a fucking leather daddy is that what you called him (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love that letter leather daddy yeah she laughs and be sure then just kind of shrugs and goes, yeah, I mean, he's going to show up when he shows up. Yeah, you'll probably wake up one morning and he'll already be fucking hammering out some, I don't know, can openers or whatever it is. Uh, why don't let's see. I know what well, we'll do this instead of just letting you letting this play out where you don't find them. I'll let you roll an investigation roll. And if you get a good enough roll, you can find them. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. Ooh, I rolled a 16, so I got a 19, baby. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I didn't Even- plan on him. I didn't plan on him being around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he has a set task that is going to happen. And you can't do anything about this. Okay, um, you... You get no... You become one nosy little bitch. Uh, Hell yeah, I do. You're like, well, he can't just disappear off the face of the earth. We know he like hangs out this area and he does this, so I'm going to find him. I'm going to find out what he does. Haas actually decides to like kind of backtrack where you guys were after that last job, that that safe house that he had found. Mhm. That he said he supposedly found for that job. 
Yeah. And you, you, you kind of stake out that house for a little bit, and nothing too suspicious happens. But then, so you, you finally kind of give up on that, and you, you're walking away from that safe house. And this is, of course, I say it's midday. You have your cloak up. It's, it's raining a little bit, so you have a reason to have your cloak up in this very nice human sector of the town. Mm-hmm. And you spot a familiar tall, well-built person (laughs) walking down the street uh, heading west. Mm -hmm. How do you want to go about this now? You recognize it as Caden. He is heading away from you, heading west. Um, What do you want to do? Okay. I'm going to make a reference. Um, You haven't seen the office, have you? A majority of the office, yes. Okay, do you remember when Idris Elba was on it? Oh, fuck, when he was, like, from the the company... Wait, was he? Was that when he was, like, from a different company that was buying it or something? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. um... What was her name? Oh, Kelly, you know how Kelly goes in and she's like, You wanted me, Charles? You wanted me? <laughs> yeah, because she really wants him, and so she's like... <laughs> So I'm going to sneak up behind <laughs> and I'm going to be like, you wanted me, Caden? <laughs> well, make a stealth roll to see if you actually sneak up on Caden. Okay. Uh, this is going to be like your one stealth roll. <laughs> I swear to God. Ooh. <laughs> I got a nat 20, baby. Oh, so fuck. That's, uh, that's a 28. <laughs> Shit. Ah, uh, he had a pretty good perception roll too. Um, <laughs> you sneak up like right behind him, and you give him your little line, and like he he stiffens when you start to speak, like right behind him. But he doesn't <laughs> react other than that at first, and then he turns and he goes, "Hoss, nice to see you, Leather Daddy. Nice to see you too." He shakes his head a little bit and goes, "I." Okay. Uh, he goes, what are you doing in this sector of town? Well, you were looking for me, so but then you disappeared. So yeah, I came looking was, for you. That was like five days ago. It took you this long to track me down? Alright, listen here. I asked everyone. Like, no one gave me answers, so... He, he looks at you and goes, Beatrice knows where I live. Did she not tell you? No. He he actually starts laughing <laughs> a little bit. He's like that little that little halfling. That's I owe her a beer or something. I don't know. That's fantastic. Ah, uh, he goes my arms. <laughs> he looks down at you. Um, as you cross your arms. All right. Now that you've found me, you need to walk and talk, because I am on my way somewhere, and I do not like to be late. Okay. Um, he starts walking, doesn't look back to see if you follows. Um, <laughs> he goes, I was looking for you to let you know I wasn't going to be around for a while. Aw, that's so sweet. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm starting a new job, mm-hmm. and I think it will be best if I cut, well, I won't say cut ties. 
if I... He stops walking and looks at you and goes, I'm joining the army. And this and is your last-ditch effort to ask me to marry you? He looks at you and goes, fuck no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get married before I join an army for an entirely human nation that <laughs> would definitely be okay with one of their newest uh, members being married to a tiefling. Hey, I don't know, man. I could play house. I highly doubt you can play house. I think it would be a little bit more like playing dungeon. Oh, you know me so well. He he gives you the same grunt that temper gives you so often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on now. Don't be that way. He He starts walking again, and he looks at you as he walks and goes, now the thought had crossed my mind that maybe we wouldn't play house, but we could play dungeon a little bit. But I'm not sure how wise that would be, since I am going to be sent off soon, and I can't really, I can't really allow there to be a chance of someone finding out the type of company I used to keep. I um playfully punch him and i'm like well i can keep a secret he he nods seriously at you i I know you can um how about this i'll meet you at the bar tomorrow night blip bloop blob okay so you wander away you look back to see what where he goes or what he does after you you turn and walk away Mm, yeah okay um you glance back as you're walking away from him and he is kind of he's standing there he's not you standing there you cut out fuck like three different times (laughs) i sounded great on my end Uh, (laughs) okay you start to walk away and you kind of glance back and he is just standing there he's not looking at you he's not watching you walk away he is kind of staring off into the distance a little bit, and he just stands there for a minute, and then he just continues the direction he was going. Uh, do you do you tell the rest of the group that Caden's going to come to the bar the next night and hang with you guys, or do you kind of just, we'll see if anybody's there, and if they're not, then it's just going to be me and Caden. Uh, yeah, fuck that. I don't tell him. Beatrice didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> that's true she actively did not tell you where he lived and she knows where he lives uh, it's like how else does she get a hold of him when she needs him for jobs oh she goes to his house I well I think the best way to decide this is going to be rolling to see if any of the party just happens to be hanging out that night mm-hmm. uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> uh all right, now I'm going to roll to see how many of them are. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Uh, <laughs> okay, you walk into the bar. Uh, is Haas... Does Haas just go in normal clothes, normal get-up? Or do you, like, prep a little bit more? 
nah. you pamper yourself. <laughs> nah. I didn't think so. <laughs> you walk into the bar and you glance over at the normal table and Caden is sitting with his back against the wall on like the booth side of this table. Vel and Beatry are on one side. Divi and Nort are on the other side. <laughs> and like they're all just talking and joking. And you see Caden like say something to Nort. And Divi's just sitting there eating probably a burger. Rat burger. Yeah, the rat burger. Um well you think it's probably the burger. There might it might be bread and it might be might be meat. But you never know. Um, I pulled up a. I found something on Pinterest that was like common food at a tavern in D and D, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool. That's not going to be used at all." Uh, <laughs> like that would be really nice to have if I wasn't going to fill this bar up with shit food. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> maybe in a later time at another. When we're in the nicer <laughs> part of the city. <laughs> Yeah, like it's oh, it's food one finds in a tavern: black pudding, roast wild boar. We're not going to go with that this at this bar. So yeah, uh, get the vibes. No, <laughs> I, I I can see Divi looking at a list of I of like tavern foods and go, oh, that sounds really good. I'm going to try to make that, and it mm-hmm. turns out to be basically the exact same as she makes every time of any food, and it just somehow. Every time she tries to cook anything, it turns into a rat burger. Uh, it's like a weird magical skill she has. Uh, mm. So you walk into the bar, and Divi notices you first. They, they they jump up, and they come over to you and go, Hey, Hayden's here. We're, we're all hanging out. Isn't it great? Uh, yes, that's wonderful. I'm very excited. I'm going to roll insight for Divi. Uh, <laughs> She 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 nods enthusiastic because I know it's awesome. Oh, this is gonna be great. This is the whole gang together. We haven't had like all and she stops and you see her visibly count the people at the table, <laughs> and then you and then herself mm-hmm. and goes, six of us, all six of us. <laughs> I love Timmy so much. <laughs> so you join them at the table, I am assuming. Of course. Okay. The only seat left at this table is literally straight across from Caden. Uh, okay. Everybody else is like around. Like you've got two people on either side of you, and then Caden's straight across, and he just looks at you and nods. Uh, he I is. I wink at him. How would Caden respond to a wink? He nods again. Um, <laughs> and then Caden uh, is sitting there wearing his norther- normal leather armor, but. On top of that, he is wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> He's at it again. <laughs> Beatry goes, I think Caden's on the same job as before because he's got his little uh, leather daddy outfit going full blast tonight, you know? <laughs> I know, he's driving all the girls crazy with that. Beatry goes, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want that type of daddy? <laughs> Nort kind of glances at her and goes, I mean, I don't know about one in a daddy. I, I mean, wouldn't it be nice to just have a normal guy? And Beatrice goes, nah. <laughs> and then Vel kind of leaps toward you and goes, I think I'm going to hit on Caden tonight. 
and she slurs it a little bit, and you see her like down a little bit more of a drink. <laughs> I chuckle and um and look over at Caden, and I'm good luck with that. She, she giggles into her her ale. I says thanks. Uh, thanks. I think I got this. Turn this entire session just into one big party at the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the best, though, right? Oh, yeah, it's great. It, the only problem is I'm playing five people. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. So does does Haas drink? Is Haas going to partake in the devil's beverage tonight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think Haas will have a drink. Okay. Just one or a few more? Um, just one. Okay, I won't Haas make you roll. doesn't need any liquid courage. I was going to say, I don't, I, I'm not going to make you roll a constitution save then. <laughs> um, so the, the evening moves forward. It's <laughs> about an hour later. You've been kind of nursing the one drink. Caden's uh, kind of just been sitting back watching everybody drink. He's had a few, but you don't <laughs> notice any real change in him. Uh, as the night progresses, though, you Vel ends up falling asleep at the table. She oh, like Beatrice got up. Beatrice and Vel got up at one point and went to the bathroom together. Uh, and when they came back, Vel slipped into the next to Caden, and Beatrice sat next to you. Mm-hmm. And then as the and then she had another drink, and then she had another drink, and then she kind of just passed out on the table. <laughs> Beatrice and Norit. At some point, Beatrice slips under the table and pops up next to Norit and like grabs him in a noogie and just starts really messing with his hair. Mm-hmm. And they're like both getting extremely wasted and the the normal um little bit of I guess sexual tension between the two of them Mm -hmm. has gone from like a mean insult of play to a little bit more flirtatious and hands on. Yeah. (laughs) At one point, Beatrice is just sitting on his lap, but she keeps referring to him just as her chair. Yeah. (laughs) And Nort kind of takes it so you can tell who's the Dom in that relationship. Uh, Love that for them. (laughs) Uh, He's definitely not complaining. Uh, Divi, at one point, seems to get a little uncomfortable. (laughs) And (laughs) she goes back behind the bar for a few minutes, and then she comes back with another bottle. Mm -hmm. But she definitely doesn't seem like she's getting as drunk as the rest of them. Yeah. And eventually, Nort and Beatrice finally, like, kind of excuse themselves, and Nort actually picks up Vel and they're like, all right, I'm, I'm, and he he like stumbles a little bit as he's holding her. Luckily, she's a small gnome, so she it's she's like the same size as Beatrice, basically. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get these two lovely ladies back home. <laughs> ah, oh fuck! If I make it there, Caden, if you see us passed out in the gutter, can you carry the three of us home? And he like looks at Caden and Caden nods and goes, Yeah, I could I could easily carry the three of you. You all weigh about the same. And Nort snorts and goes, I 
wish that wasn't true. And then he turns and walks away. <laughs> so at this point, Divi is kind of sitting back in a chair. Mm. Just kind of watching them make their way out of the bar and having a sip. But not doing much else. And Caden looks at you and pats the seat next to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I I was going to see if I wanted to use one of these lines. <laughs> but I don't think I will yet. It's not. It's that, that line that I sent you. I, yeah. That has not been said yet, right? No, it has not okay. been said. Okay. I should. <laughs> as far as other than what you said to him when you found him in the, the street. Yeah. You haven't really you haven't really given him a line. Okay. All right. I have to find that one again. I don't remember if you sent it. Did you send it in the whispers? Yeah, you yes, sent it I in did. the whispers, didn't you? I I did, yeah. There was no way in hell I was going to uh I was gonna send that in general. <laughs> Yeah, okay. that <laughs> that would be pretty great though. Um <laughs> okay, so so I uh I get up and walk around the table and sit down and I put my hand on his shoulder and I'm like I haven't gotten a chance to actually talk to you at all tonight, but um what was he wearing again? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's wearing his leather <laughs> daddy outfit. Yes. <laughs> okay. Excuse me, because I'm really embarrassed now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I like just covered myself up in a blanket and wrapped it around me. <laughs> that letter is very becoming on you. But, you know, if I were on you, you'd be coming too. He glances at you. And he goes, yes, that's that's definitely going to be happening tonight. And then he looks at Divi and goes, hey, Divi. She she turns and goes, yeah? Um, Haas and I are going to call it a night. And he kind of puts his arm around you and pulls you up beside him and leads you out of the bar. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and then we fade to black. <laughs> Success. <laughs> uh... At le- I-, I will say, at least that was slightly less awkward for me than hitting <laughs> on Brett as an NPC constantly. <laughs> now, the question is... No, that's not even a question. I was going to say, where would he take you to? Because he's not going to take you back to Tempers. Because that would just be awkward. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> well, I- on one hand, I don't think he would take you back to Tempers. Though if he did, it wouldn't be to the bedroom. It'd probably be to the forge. Uh, <laughs> but on the other hand, yeah, it would be really awkward to be in the room next to Temper. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about like his home, but that's in like the nice human section, and it would be a long walk to get there. Yeah. So I think he actually just has a... He has a safe house in the slums that's near the bar where he can hide out if he needs to, and he takes you there. So love it, <laughs> such a romantic. <laughs> yeah, it, you get to the, the the safe house, and he opens up the door to the basement because every safe house he has is a basement. And you get downstairs, and there's like 
like a mat on the floor, but there's candles lit all around the room. And you can tell that they've been burning for like a few hours because he lit them before he came to the bar. <laughs> oh my god. That's uh. beautiful. <laughs> uh, but yeah. All, all, right. all it's missing is just like like a halfling in the corner like playing an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> In the corner is a little fey female <laughs> playing an instrument. Her name is Chris. Um, Chris, Chris has been through play. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now that we've... All right. So now that we've made it through that trial and tribulation, uh, which was a lot of fun, <laughs> you do the walk of shame the, the morning after. Uh, Ain't no walk of shame, baby. <laughs> <laughs> My head is held high. You walk back to Tempers wearing your cloak and a leather jacket on top of it. Uh, <gasps> he can be his leather jacket. <laughs> uh, what was the what was the fucking name of the the gang he was part of dur when during that hap? Oh, what was it? I don't it think was... you ever mentioned. To me. No, I did. Uh, the, the jacket has an image of a devil that says devils play things. Oh, on that's the back. right. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, I made sure I put that in my notes. <laughs> so yeah, you have a you you can add to your inventory a leather jacket with an image of a devil that says devils play thing. Uh, Love that for me. <laughs> it has no extra abilities. It's just fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> all right, so to move on with the story mm -hmm. any news i bother temper immediately <laughs> yeah temper is working the forge when you get there in the morning um and morning is probably being a little generous because i think Caden actually kept you there a little bit later into the morning toward afternoon and he looks at you gives you like a look up and down mm -hmm. he he grunts that normal temper grunt and goes <laughs> uh well, I know you didn't have a job last night, so doing some other type of work, eh? I no, mean, I don't. I don't do want to really know. I I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> didn't think you, so. He he turns like beet red and just goes back to hammering. <laughs> he's not even actually hitting the part that he was working on. He's hitting the anvil almost straight, and he like kind of shakes himself. He goes. <sighs> He puts everything, his tools down, and he takes off his, like, his apron, and he looks at you and goes, So, I've had word from one of my contacts. The house that you are looking at is being rented by a lady named Emmeline Lunadream. That what a was a mouthful. Yeah, what a fucking name. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Emma, Emmeline... E M E L I N, I'm assuming. E M E L I N E, Emmeline. Okay. Luna, Luna. Luna. Like Luna Lovegood. Mm -hmm. And then it's Luna Dream. Luna Dream, one word. Yep. That's what I get for using a fucking NPC generator. Um, <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she's been renting the house out for about six months now. Not much information about her. Supposedly, she's from the capital city mm -hmm. and came out here to retire. Uh, 
Was she that's, like a like a general or something? Not that I know of. Uh, I mean, my contact doesn't have her backstory or anything like that. Uh, as far as I know, she. I mean, she. I, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> she worked a job. She came here to retire. She is extremely rich from what I've heard. She's renting this house out without even trying to barter down the price, which is unheard of because, I mean, you don't rent from that section without either being super fucking rich or talking down the price. She has two manservants, supposedly, though using the word man might not be accurate at all. And then he sighs, and he kind of... The only piece of information that I can really give you about what they might be doing... Mm -hmm. He actually stops, and then he walks to the... He walks out of the forge and goes to the front, the shop in front and sh and locks the door there and he walks back in with you and goes she was high up in some secret order known oh. as the known as the rising fist rising fist fist um sorry i i said that as like a question yeah to him yeah they they they're some fucking secret organization that well, they're bad news. I'll just say that. They're bad news. They they are they were founded after the rising. You know, when all the portals were shut down and everything fucking went to hell and the whole world was caught in some calamity. They were founded to and they basically worship the that rising. They basically from what and again he sighs and he he, he pauses and he goes don't know how much I want to fucking reveal to you. <laughs> they they work from what I've heard in my dealings in the underworld with portals. They work with keeping travel between the worlds down. They don't want anyone to be able to travel between worlds. They they see it as a bad thing. They see it as something to stop. Mm. They will do anything they can to stop that from happening. And I'm I would, assuming you won't tell me why. Why they do that? I, yeah. I don't know. Mm, okay. It, it has something to do with the rising. Uh, either they think that the rising was... Uh, from what I've heard, and, and again, this is all hearsay. From what I've heard, they think that the rising was an act of the gods to punish this world and that to... Gain the gods' favor they, favor, they have to make sure no one ever is able to leave this world. Mm. So, yeah, I would be very careful. They might be gra gathering these portal stones as so they can destroy them. Oh, okay. So you might have to be... I mean, if they, if they find out that you came from hell, they might not let you live. You better be fucking careful dealing with them. From what I know, uh, they don't even know you're part of... They, I mean, they, they know you're part of Beatrice's gang, but they don't even know who you are or anything like that, so you, you better just keep yeah. it that way. Yeah, that was the plan, definitely, to have no contact with them. Yeah, wow. that's a good idea. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the plan about everybody, isn't it? Just stop having fucking contact with people. 
God, I wish that something out there existed where I could get orders from people and be able to send them without having to actually talk to anybody. God, that would be the dream. <laughs> and he looks out at, at his shop of all his items he's created and just sighs. And one day, old man, one day. <laughs> one day I'll retire and buy myself a little island and just live there. I don't care. All right. That's all I've got for you. You look Thanks. like you 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 look like you might need some sleep. Oh, definitely. I need to replenish. No, yeah. no, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> enough. Okay. Uh, yep. Go. Uh, fuck you, kids. Ugh. Go away. <laughs> go to bed. Okay, Dad. Ugh. He grunts. <laughs> uh. All right. Um. Damn, man. It's the Illuminati. <laughs> it's the Illuminati. Uh, so, you... Okay. I think we're getting close to being able to call it for the night. It's 1030. Uh, oh, yeah. I agree. So, we'll move this along. Um, yeah. Uh, Divi eyeballs you the next time you go into the bar. She's like, so, you have fun mm. the other night after you left? And I just wink at her. Yeah, I thought so. Hmm. <laughs> uh I I I I didn't mention anything to the rest of the party because I figured you don't need that. But mm -hmm. now I I don't feel the same desire to hide stuff from you and I'm pretty sure Nort and Beatry might have banged. Oh yeah, no definitely. I and I, it's no surprise. Well, the only thing that's surprising is I heard this from Vel because she woke she, Vel woke up next to them. Um, oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, and Vel said that there were no clothes involved at all. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, uh, yeah, nah. And 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 Dv just walks away, like blushing for a dragon. Oh, <laughs> B tree comes in. Let's say it's been. You hunted for Caden for a couple days. Mm -hmm. You was, uh, so it's we'll say it's it's been a while now. It's been about two weeks since you guys tracked down your cl the clients and mm -hmm. found out where they lived. It's been maybe a week since Temper revealed to you what he found out. Okay, and, yeah, and and you have and since that one night, that one fateful night, you haven't seen hide nor hair of Caden. Mm -hmm. Um, Divi even mentions that she stopped by his house and he wasn't like all his stuff was packed up and he was out of there. She glances slyly at you when she says that she stopped by his house because she knows she didn't tell you that she knew where she he lived. Um, <laughs> uh, but Beatry comes in to the shop again one day. You're, I'd say you're actually working the counter for temper at this point because mm -hmm. he's back there hammering but you have a little bit of business okay yeah and like at this point anybody who deals with temper fairly regularly knows he has a tiefling working for him and it's not that big of a deal mm -hmm. it's probably still weird to not have your cloak up when strangers are coming nearby but yeah you're doing a little little bit of business making a few sales and Beatry comes into the shop and like signals in Thieves can't meet me in the house. And she like walks through the the back door and goes toward the house. You finish taking care of these sales, selling a few, uh, a few can openers. Uh, 
Hey, he's making a killing on can openers. Uh, right. Yep. Fantasy can openers. Great. <laughs> For the the fantasy canned items. Uh, never had a good canned item until you had canned dragon's heart. Uh, anyways, you let um, Temper know that you are have to go talk to B-Tree because she just barged in. He grunts. Mm-hmm. He he's Ever since you came home that one morning, he's he's grunted more than he's talked to you uh (laughs) (laughs) he's too embarrassed b-tree looks and goes okay so they finally they finally sent me a signal and i met with them i figured we didn't need to follow them again or anything so i met with them and they are hiring us for that third job you mentioned uh they they did actually throw those jewels out as like a bonus and i mean this uh, hell if we do this job we might be set for quite a long time it's a lot of money it's they're offering like a thousand gold pieces per person that works this job and the jewels which are worth probably ten thousand oh hi oh and what, my and what's the job well that's where it gets a little bit dangerous so the the festival of the raven queen happens in about two weeks mm-hmm and that at that time of year, everybody is like, it's a it's a big f- event, and the majority of the population go to this event. They go on the streets. They they do all these things. I mean, even the people in the slums go out into the regular city. And during this event, the guards in the Grand General's keep should be very light. And so we're supposed to go into the Grand General's keep and find another lockbox. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, they they said as long as we get in and out with a the lockbox, they don't care who we kill, what we kill, what type of shit we like stir up. Mm-hmm. We just have to get this lockbox and get the hell out of there. But this is the fucking head of the city's castle that we are going to be breaking into. And I haven't yep. even been to that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, I've been there like once. And that was, I mean, the closest we've been there is going to the market to see whatever that fucking guy was about your, 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 your little crystal. Yeah. That was, I mean, you can see the keep from like half the city. So it's not like we don't know what it looks like. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so they want us to go there. They figure this will be the only time it could possibly happen. They think since we've done so well at the last two jobs that <laughs> we can pull this off. Of course, with what you fucking overheard means that they don't care if we die doing it. Yeah. So, and she sighs and goes, it's a lot of money, but I don't know. Do you think we should, we should do it? They're literally offering us the money up front. Like they will give us, as soon as we say we're going to do it, they will give us the money and then we can go do it. So Mm. even if it goes to hell, we have that money. Okay. Um, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Are we getting like a replacement for Kading since we don't have him anymore? Uh, I I'd hate to trust anybody else. True. But at the same time, I can't I don't know. I mean, we've got Divi and she's not horrible or I think today he's not horrible. Uh he's not horrible, but I don't know. I don't do you think we need muscle? Because if we can get into the keep and are sneaky enough, we could possibly... Mm. They know where in the keep this lockbox should be. So it's not like we're going to be wandering the whole keep looking through every room. 
Yeah. So, uh, do you think we should try for more muscle? I guess, yeah, I guess we're we're okay then. But do we have access to, because Caden had a bunch of safe houses, like, do we have an access, any access to one close by that we might be able to get to just in case anything goes wrong like the last job? Uh, I'll talk to Nort and see if he can find something. I guess that's a good idea. Okay. I mean, unless we literally want to run from the castle and head into the hill lands to the west, which we could do, but that's also got its own danger. So, yeah. Mm. The only problem is the only stuff keep close to the, like, real close to the, the keep is, you know, manors and, like, fucking government official homes and shit like that. So yeah. we'd still have to make it a good distance before we get to the safe house. But then again, if they raise the alarm... It's not like all the city guards will be able to get there because it's going to be a fucking crowded city for this festival. True. I mean, they give everybody the day off. It's the one day of the year they don't have the forges running. There are going to be a million people in the center of the city. Okay. So they said there will be a very light guard at the keep, which I don't know what that means precisely. They're supposed to get back to me with information. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think we can do that. So yeah, it'll be you, me, and Nort. Do we... I Divi's gonna want to be involved no matter what. Yeah. But... Been working on Sneaky more, but... Yeah. Do you think but... she's ready for this? Uh, I don't know with her being so close yeah. to... You know, like... <sighs> mm. Well, we can... I just don't know if we can talk her out of it. Yeah. I'll try. I'll maybe maybe we shouldn't meet at the bar and even tell her, and maybe we should just meet here, and we can make our plans without informing her. Dad, I don't want to lie to Divi. <laughs> well, it's not lying. It's just not letting her know about everything. It's just it's, it's lying by omission. <laughs> it. It's, you're still using the L word. It's keeping knowledge from her that she doesn't <laughs> need to know. I strongly protest this, and if she finds out, I'm blaming you. Well, everybody all fucking blames me. <laughs> all right. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll. I'll. I gotta go tell Nort. I think he's. Uh, she stops. I'll go find Nort. Uh, mm-hmm. I cross my arms and I look at her. Why don't you make an insight roll? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Mm, I got 15. What is insight? I don't have anything on it, so 15. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, you you stare her down, and she goes, fine, he's at my place. We've been, we're kind of a thing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I heard about you and Caden, and then she, like, ducks out of the door. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's that's where we'll end it. Um, okay. The next session, I'll hopefully have everything prepped, and we'll do that job. Okay, cool. Can and, we... Yeah. Because I really want Brett to play for this job. I will talk to Brett and hammer out a day that he could do it. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is... I, th- I, think it would be, I think it would be really fun. Yeah, th- and also this job is probably the last of Haas's backstory. 
Yeah. So once we hammer out this, I think, yeah, I think, I think he'll want to be involved and I think it will be better as him as Nort. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll get in touch with him and see, I was try- now this is where I'm like, do I, how much information do I want to reveal? I wanted to get Carson involved mm-hmm. because the grand general in charge of the city is Carson's character for the main story. <laughs> oh my God. That would be great. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, like, you're trying to do this while he wouldn't technically be in his keep. Yeah, so... But it also really depends on, well, I I mean, I guess it really just fucking depends on how good of dice rolls you guys do during this mission and what happens. Yeah. Um, There's like, there's, I have, so I know where Haas is going to end up. Mm-hmm. obviously for the main story, but how you're going to get there is so up in the air in this last session. <laughs> yeah. This last mission will basically determine exactly how Haas gets to the point where she goes on this mission with everybody. Yeah. And it would be really fucking ironic if, well, I don't know if ironic is the right term. It'd be really fucking crazy if you ran into Gideon during this mission and then six months later, you are heading to a different continent on a boat with Gideon. (laughs) (laughs) So much, so much is waiting on this. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited too. (laughs) Alright, I think that's it. In between this episode and next week's, we have a discussion on Discord in character. The channel is labeled Haskell Backstory, but you can also find an easier-to-read document in the most recent message of that channel. Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons is brought to you by a bunch of friends who decided to record their sessions just for the heck of it. Check out our Facebook and Tumblr at Adventuring Dimwits. To check out more of the world and our text-based adventures, join our Discord server. The link is in the episode description. Music provided by Parker Hyde, and I'm Orion, the DM. Catch you later.